Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 110. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam JT Money mm. Tetris. JT Money. One of, my, one of my favorite monies. One of the top uh, three monies after hundreds and twenties. Those are my first, that top two money. First is hundred money. It's a hundred dollar bill. Second is twenty. And then my third favorite amount is JT. JT money. That's me. That's me. JT money. How you doing, man? I'm all right. Yeah? I'm all right. I'm glad to be back in this joint. I'm glad to be back here too. I'm glad to do a podcast again. It's showtime. Absolutely. It is uh it is time once again for comic book junto. Last time we were in the studio, we Last gifted time on yeah. comic book junto on the last episode. Have you ever been in a situation where you found yourself around a guy who you didn't want to be around? I hated Dark Phoenix. And he keeps coming around over and over again. And you can't get rid of him? That was pretty much the entirety of last Call time. Call me. That's everything that we covered last Mike time. Bronzolino. A to Z. I will make sure he never comes around you again. Oh, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, don't you worry about it. I'll take care of it. You won't, he won't bother you again. <laughs> Are you recapping the things that Mike Bronzolino said last time on air? Last time on Comic Book Junto. Mike Bronzolino edition. <laughs> uh, look, last time we gifted you, the adorning public, uh, with two episodes. We gave you a one-shot, our review of Dark Phoenix. We did that. And we uh, we gave you episode 109. But we are here. We made it. We got episode 110. We Finally! Back. We back. The Junto is back. We back. In Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't it feel good? We have a lot of things to talk about. E3 happened. E3 happened. <laughs> Um, it, it, I think the last time we talked, it was it was our uh, what was it? We, it? E3 had happened at that time, yeah. No, E3 was gonna happen. It was coming up. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So why don't we recap that? Final Fantasy VII remake has a release date. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Next, I got nothing else to say. You don't want to talk about anything else. Final Fantasy VII remake is all of it. That's everything. It's not everything. It's everything. It's quite clearly not everything. Oh. There's a lot more stuff going on for the whole thing. All right. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about, quite obviously, mm-hmm. Avengers A-Day. <laughs> Let's get right to it. <laughs> Yo. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean, I saw a trailer for Avengers, uh, the uh, the D-list squad from the Avengers. Avengers A-Day. Are you, you must be talking about Avengers B-Team is is what you're talking about? Listen, all I know is it's called Avengers A-Day. Avengers A-Day, Crystal Dynamics, they've been making the last couple Tomb Raider games. Mm-hmm. They are publishing through Square Enix, mm-hmm. and they showed us some gameplay, I think. Mostly cutscenes. Did you see the snuck, underhanded, sneak, blurried... Over the shoulder. I did. I did. Gameplay. And it's it's not that did not inspire confidence in me because it, I mean it was blurry off screen gameplay anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do want to talk about those character models. Go ahead. All right. What's going on with those character models? What's First of all, Steve Rogers, you look like you took a like uh, uh, JV hockey. Yeah, he's wearing pads. Like he part he's proud of, of his son. Like he's part of the riot squad. Mm-hmm. You know, he does look like he's part of a riot squad. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I do think uh, Black Widow kind of looks like your mom in cosplay. She looks like a generic white person. That's right. She doesn't look specific in particular. Yes. She yes. looks like every white woman, female. White woman on Halloween. I'm just saying in a video, just kind of like this generic white 
woman face. Yeah. It's not like you look specifically like someone else. If you were to put another person up, mm-hmm. it'd be like, oh. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Thor looks like he glued his uh, hair facial on. hair on. Yeah. There's a little anti-aliasing and some weird on-screen effects. His hair's not moving. Make that look not right. Uh, let's see. Tony, I think for the most part, looks like Tony. Hair's got a lot of body at Doesn't sound like Tony to me. He, you know what? He does have a lot of body. He, in fact, his hair's looks, got, it's very, it's very, uh. Tony looks like the model on, you remember bod spray? Yes. Yeah. I want your bod. Remember that spray? That's, <laughs> yeah. I just relax. Okay. He looks like a model from bod or, uh, you know, Axe or something like that. Yeah. It's not looking good. And I, I think, I think it's because it. It is generally the absence of style. It looks a little too close like the actors, but not quite the actor's likeness. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have its own style. It's not different. Right. It looks realistic, but not realistic enough. So the comparisons are, uh, uh, they're there there to make. I'm concerned about it, Octavius. Okay. I'm concerned. What's what's your concern? I'm just concerned that it, it, it looks bad. And when I think of playing as superheroes, so I want to, I want to be the guy. I want to zip around. I want to pick up Mjolnir and go to town. But if they look goofy like that, well, you know, see, here's the thing: when it's I, not done, right? It's, Let's just it's say a year it. out. It's not done. It's a year out. A little, little less than a year out. But this is what they chose to show. They did choose to show this. Mm-hmm. But when I, so I think the big thing about this presentation for me is, I was underwhelmed. Because mm-hmm. I expected a lot. Indeed. I expected, you know, actually, no, I didn't expect a lot. I wanted a lot, but I was bracing myself for less. Okay. I wanted Spider-Man, but the Avengers. I wanted God of War, but the Avengers. Sure, sure, sure. I wanted film, you know, Tomb Raider, uh-huh. but the Avengers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And what they visually showed me, they did not show me that. Mm-hmm. They showed me a long cutscene. Yes. What looked like a long cutscene. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, these happen in Spider-Man. These happen in God of War. But where's the gameplay? So when it was over, I was like, oh, you're not going to show me any gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's odd. Uh-huh. So what is this game? Don't know. Like, what, what actually happens in the game? What do I actually do? Like, you know, we always say we got to see it move. We never saw it move. Mm-hmm. We never saw We just, and the one thing they showed us was that weird hybrid remix between this isn't, this isn't, you know, the Chris that you know, but it's, you know, another Chris. It seems to me the most interesting thing that they presented is the fact that they have an original story that surrounds some Avengers mission going wrong. And then the the future and the way that they, they have to deal with the repercussions of whatever mission went awry. Right. And it, it, it seems like they're alluding to the idea that Steve Rogers is dead mm-hmm. or missing mm-hmm. or gone. And a day, I'm using quotes there, is I think that the day that memorializes that mishap. I think what and I they all gather- have to move on. And Tony grew his hair out, though. Yeah. A lot of body in the hair. They, why did they spend time with the voice act? I have love for voice actors. Of course. I have a lot of love yes. for the, the cast as well. Shout out to all of them. But I'm not sure why they spent time with the voice actors in my, their E3 presentation. My thought is because they weren't ready to show us gameplay. They didn't have much to show. That's filler. Yeah. I, they were like, check out our voice actors now for me. I'm like, oh, I recognize some of those people. And what did they say? They came out and said, oh, we're, man. We're really, we're, this is a really interesting story, man. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to play Thor. Tony Stark is Thor. like, 
smart but cocky you know if you can picture that yeah and i mean i'm i've always wanted to like i haven't had a chance to play him before so this is a great opportunity listen that's not what we came here to see cool dude show me the video game yeah this is a video game thing show Mm -hmm. me the video games yeah so i was kind of just like dang i'm kind of let down but on the internet the internet showed me some of the gameplay that we weren't allowed to see Mm -hmm. and after i watched some of the gameplay then my hopes started to go up a bit. Starting clicking. Because I started going, oh, so this is kind of like Spider-Man. This is kind of like God of War. Because mm-hmm. what it seemed like, because you played God of War for yeah. PS4. Loved it. There was no cutscene. Yeah. There was never a cutscene. It no. was just this continuous, playable, movie-style thing that went on and on and on and on. Now, even when there was a cutscene in as much as they were telling you story that you do not interact with in this moment, they, right. they still give you things to pay attention to. Classic God of War style, you know, mm-hmm. the buttons come up and you need to climb and you need to recover and you need to catch your kid and Andreas and the whole nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did they have stuff like that? So it, it, it seemed like there was moments where there'd be like this cutscene thing and then something would go on and they'd kind of just drop your player in mm. and you go, oh, I'm Thor. Mm. Boom, boom, smash, smash, smash. Boom, boom, throw the hammer. Bring the hammer back. Now it's your turn, Tony. All right, man. You know, which one of you B-team, you know, which one of you B-team movie extras shot at me? Sure. Now it's my turn. I'm flying around so and so and so. All right, Natasha, now it's your turn. I'm coming right behind you. And then, so that's what it seemed. I'm like, oh, okay. So now... I'm understanding what this game is. Mm -hmm. It is kind of like, you know, in the old games where you could just hit a button, you'd switch to the next character. Uh The storyline, it seems, is telling you you're using Hulk now. Yeah. So you're going to Hulk smash. You're going to complete your task. And then when you complete your task, it automatically cuts to the next character. And it's going to be multiplayer. So you'll be able to play with other people controlling separate characters in the Avengers. And they said that they are going to continuously release new content for free, which apparently will continue the story. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting aspect. I'm down with that. The stinger that they showed with Ant-Man, Hank Pym, Mm -hmm. turning a thing small. I'm I'm feeling underwhelmed by it. I I wanted to be like you. I wanted to be very excited and enthused. Yes. I'm feeling underwhelmed by what they showed. Hopefully they'll have some new gameplay to show soon. The design and the style has turned me off. I wish they would uh, go in the direction of something like, say, Marvel Strike Force, a game that I do not understand. You want it to be like that? Animation-wise. I I wanted to have a clearly defined... It's not that specific animation, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to have a very clearly defined style that they can just lean into and say, this is what our version of Cap looks like, as opposed to this is what... Corporal America looks like. You saw that America Chavez? Yeah, dude. I, idol, idling uh, pose? It seemed... Uh, look, there's a part of me that's like, damn, what, what damn you, video games. Why don't you explain, the, explain to the internet what you talk about? All right, so the idol pose for any fighting game or any video game, you know, it's picture Ryu and he's bouncing up and down the bounce and the gi and is kind of like coming up his shoulders and it's, he's, it's his ready pose, mm-hmm. right? He's ready to rumble mm-hmm. right now. Right. You're not doing anything. You're not playing playing the game or pressing any buttons as as the gamer mm-hmm. and this is just what he's up to and so every character's got that and it's usually just that ready stance i'm yeah. ready to go wolverine's got the thing where he's hunched over and yep. his hands are kind of he's kind of breathing hard and every now and then he 
brings his claws out again. Yeah, those yep. kind of things. So uh, Marvel Strike Force, which I I have a difficult time explaining because I have no idea what kind of game it Never is. Played game. But it's a mobile. I, I don't Marvel like game. them. I don't like those type of games. Nor do I. It's kind of like it's kind of like Yu Gi Oh. They've Yu Gi Yu Gi Oh'd. <laughs> Excuse me? You know how I like the whole card games? Like, you, Is it a card game? I don't know, but it's kind of like, do this, and it's a certain amount of, then it's your turn, and then you do this, and then it's your turn. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, man, I don't really know I don't how to do game, all that. Yeah, I'm not totally sure how the game works, so I'm, I'm not very fond of the game. Well, fast forward to next week. If they mm-hmm. put Man-Thing in that game, n- next time we do an episode, made. I'm like, wow, this is the greatest game I've ever played. Truly genius design. Um, so anyway, they added America Chavez. Uh, which is very dope. I love the fact that apparently this game keeps adding new characters and characters that are lifted right out of the comics. Mm-hmm. And there's a video of America Chavez's ready pose, her stance, and she is body rolling. Let me just say, yeah, she is body rolling. Body she is like rolling. Body, I was going to call it casual twerking because it's not like fully committed. <laughs> it's like the it's like the oh this my oh oh, oh this my jam. Hey. Yes. It's yes. that it like I Internet. got five on it. <laughs> it's more of Megan the Stallion kind of the thing the thing is is like if you can imagine when a song comes on and you're not really dancing to it but your body's but, going. But you're kind of just like, you know, your head bobbing or you're just like, you're, you know, you're kind of getting into it and you cut, you're like, oh, this is my joint. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're getting ready to dance mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to, to body roll, like that slight, like I'm about to, I'm about, I'm about to go in. Yeah. America Chavez is just constantly this like light <laughs> body roll, <laughs> lights, like slight twerk, just mm-hmm. this small little butt pop thing going on. And I'm just like, who, who got America Chavez just popping her yeah. butt just on this continuous <laughs> butt pop body roll? I don't know, There's, man. The critical part of me is like there are designers and developers who made these decisions. Who decided the con- it, for the continuous body roll? That's right. The infinite body roll. Highly <laughs> distracting. And if that's not a part of her moveset, I'm just saying. But I don't understand why. So like, the, the was it somebody part white me, that picked this? Somebody well, I, black? That's, that's somebody another, Latino? I would love to know more. I would love to know I, more. I need, we, inquiring minds need to know. The comic book fan in me, the fan of America Chavez, sees that and says, yeah, this is canonical. That's accurate. The infinite body roll? Because she, yo, the way she moved, I think there's something about America Chavez, the way that she's written, the way that she's drawn, the way that she exists in the comics. Something I love about her is she just has this rhythm to her. She's got this energy to her. And I, I, I love that. It's awesome, but what, so seeing does she this, dance in the comics, not re, not quite like so. This. this is what this is what I think, right? Uh-huh. This is this is my take. This is what I walked away with. Mm-hmm. You see America Chavez, you see a Latina, mm-hmm. you go, oh, I'm gonna make her dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. You see America Chavez, you go, oh, she probably twerks. We'll make her twerk. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just sexualize her, mm-hmm. and it's like. Why aren't you making Captain America do that? Sure, yeah. Why aren't you making Peter Quill do that? Peter Quill literally dances. Yes, yeah, true. In in to the to destroy Ronan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Challenges to do a dance off. Like, and I don't. But I think I heard something about Peter Quill does some sort of like hip thrust or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense because that's a part of it. But where do we see America Chavez just like dancing? I can't say that it's. Infinite Body Roll? I can't say Infinite Body Roll is the name of my album. <laughs> Adam, JT Money. 
coming soon. Infinite body roll. Yeah, uh, I I can't say that I'm to a playlist. I know you. that I should have something more critical to Adam say about it. JT money, and I am admitting right now that I was I was more into it than I was not. I infinite was, body. I was more into the infinite <laughs> body roll than repelled by the infinite body roll, and it gave it just gave it a little bit of character. And I I have to acknowledge this, it, it is highly possible and, oh! and probable that it is problematic. But I I felt like. Okay, here we go. Infinite body rolls. Infinite body rolls. <laughs> Folks, episode 110 is uh, Infinite Body Rolls, the name of the show, is what it is. Oh Unless we can one-up that one later. I, I do not know what Strike Force is. I don't know. Maybe I need to find out now. I think we figured I think we figured out that we don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, also, Deathloop. Yes. That game looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. No gameplay for that, but it's interesting about Deathloop is they showed us the trailer and then walked off. Uh-huh. And we said, okay, cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess there's less expectations for that. Well, we, so we're still talking about E3 now, and Deathloop was shown during the Bethesda uh, presentation. Mm-hmm. And Bethesda, from time to time, they'll do this thing where they'll say, "Here's the concept, and we haven't finished it enough to show it to you. Expect it in five years." We if got it's, y'all. If it's an Elder Scrolls game, and they're talking about the sequel to Skyrim or something like that, we know it's coming, but it's going to be a long time off. So they've got to come up with some other games to show us, to tease us that they're working on some other things. Mostly focused on uh, uh, Doom Eternal, showed us some of the new Wolfenstein game, and Deathloop looked cool. I, I, I like the style of Deathloop. And it seems like it's going to have an interesting mechanic that has to do with dying and respawning and whatever that cycle is about. Right, right. But it had that kind of cool... I mean, honestly, it looked kind of like black exploitation flick, like you know, fighting kind of kind of a grindhouse grindhouse sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm into that kind of schlock. You know, I I thought that was cool. I'm excited about that. There were a lot of games that I saw for real. There were a lot of games that I saw this year at E3. How about that Star Wars, Star Wars Jedi Fallen uh, Order. I'm interested. Kind of Nathan Drakeish, kind uh, of a mm-hmm. that mixture of um, Uncharted, mm-hmm. but um. You know, the one thing I do not like about that Star Wars so far is the, okay. the protagonist. He bores me. He does look super like boring. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of looks templatey. You know, like really mm. nothing going on with this guy. All of the hero Jedi are just young white guys. I y- guess. Yes. You know, he's got that like Hayden Christensen look to him. I'm like, ah, I'm okay. good. Don't need that. Give me a Wookiee Jedi. You're not gonna play the game, you cowards. I'm gonna play it. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But I'll be secretly hoping that there's a code that lets me play as, I don't know, a Twi'lek or a different kind of species, different Jedi, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I want. A little bit off topic of E3, but Mm. something I just found out about today. Yeah. Game called My Friend Pedro. Showed plenty of that during a Nintendo's conference. I need a Nintendo Switch just to play My Friend Pedro. How would you describe this game? It is... John Wick in a video game. Yeah, but a side scroller. But a side scrolling John Wick, John Woo, mm-hmm. you know, Gun Fu, Max Payne. Sliding over tables, underneath things. But it's ridiculous, though. Outrageous. It's, 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 yeah, it's like I'm going to backflip and spin and ride on a skateboard and yeah. throw a pot up in the throw a pan up in the air and then shoot the bullet off the pan and ricochet and hit somebody with it. That's yeah. a game I want to play. Yeah, that one is... It looks, uh, just looks fun. It kind of reminds me of what... It's like it's something that should be a mobile game, mm-hmm. 
Because that's kind of like the kind of fun that you want out of a mobile game, but they keep asking you to buy stuff. Hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the controls on your on your phone just don't work out well. My friend Pedro uh, came out this week. So that is officially out there. It exists. Yes. So uh, I, I, I'll, I'll bring in my Switch sometime. We can trade sticks. Yes. Play that a little while. Yes. Uh, I've been playing a game at home lately. Now that we're getting into video games, I just downloaded Near Automata, uh, which is a game that a lot of people kept telling me to play. And eventually it sunk in. I think the game came out in 2017 and I'm finally picking it up. And the words people use to describe this game consistently contain masterpiece. That is one of the phrases people call this thing a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a blast. I'm really enjoying it a lot. Because I'm a gamer, man. I like playing video games. E3 feels like Christmas to me. Although this year felt a little bit different because Sony was not part of it. Right. And Sony is is stepping out and saying, rightfully so, we don't need all the theatrics, man. We could just drop stuff on YouTube. Because mm. if, if we're just showing you content, that's all we need to do. And they're not wrong. They are not wrong. And by their admission of that, it kind of made the rest of the show look over the top and outrageous and ridiculous for what it is. Mm. I mean, they have uh, uh, John Bernthal coming out with his dog. They got Keanu Reeves coming out and telling people that they look breathtaking. It's just a wild, wacky trip. You didn't, you didn't, so did you like what you saw for Cyberpunk? Oh yeah, that's my probably, apart from Final Fantasy VII Remake, is my number one most highly anticipated game. Because they made The Witcher 3, and Witcher 3 is oh, one of my favorite what, games that's ever. Jam. Oh yeah. So this, this is the next game, this is the follow-up to Witcher 3. And it's been a very long time since Witcher 3 came out. I cannot wait for Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. It's going to be good. Very excited about that. E3 was a great time. What else we got on here to talk about? What else we going to discuss? Uh, you know, speaking of E3, San Diego Comic-Con's coming up. SDCC. Right. That's the thing. So uh, did you hear? Hmm? Warner Brothers was not going to be there. That's right. They announced. Yeah. Marvel announced. They're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. But oh. Marvel has announced now that they are going to be there. Oh. They flipped it on him. Interesting. They did it on him. Yeah, apparently. He then came back around and said, oh, y'all not going to be there? Let me get that. That's when, oh, That's funny. That is really funny. That's when you find out that that person you don't like isn't going to the party. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, ah, I don't want to go, but I got to show him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not going? Oh, I wasn't going to go. I'll go. I'll right. take that ticket. I'll be there. Do we have any idea what they're going to announce or show? Well, we don't know what they're going to announce, but we do know some things that are kind of like floating around because they are going to do, they're going to do a Hall H situation. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of Marvel. Yeah. So we know that Endgame is trying to top Avatar. Mm-hmm. Does As of right now, doesn't seem like they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. Marvel announced that they are going to be continuing in-game in theaters, but they're going to be adding on to the end of in-game some special features. Is this official? It's official. Hey. They're okay. going to be adding on some, I think it's like deleted scenes and like some special teas. Yeah, they something said something like along the lines of like, we'll give you some surprises after right. the film is over. So this isn't a redistribution because the movie never left theaters. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a Snyder cut because it's it's going to be the same movie. They're not showing you a different movie. But after the credits, there's going to be more stuff after the credits. Yeah. 
So I think that's kind of how they're going to try to level up and try to, you know, reach that, 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 that number one spot. Mm-hmm. So after doing that, the question now is, what are they going to be showing? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be something that leads to the next movie? Is it going to be because... Maybe it'll be cut content. Maybe it'll be bloopers over the years. Right. Maybe it'll be scenes that we didn't see from previous movies, given mm-hmm. the way that Endgame works and encompasses all of Marvel's movies right. from Iron Man 1 to now. Uh, maybe it'll be content that we really don't anticipate and it'll be, you know, behind the scenes stuff from Iron Man 2. Who knows? Right. Stuff they cut out. The cutting room floor edition. Maybe. Yeah. So here's my guess. <clears throat> so San Diego Comic-Con comes out after Spider-Man comes out, correct? Mm-hmm. And this this addition to Endgame comes out before Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So if I had to guess what's going to go on in Hall H, Kevin Feige said he's not going to tell us anything about the next phase until after Spider-Man comes out. They're so going to just a look. They're going to, you know, we know that Black Widow is currently in production. Yeah. So they're going to show us something. We know, you know, what's her name is going to be part of the Eternals. We know that Shang, Angelina Jolie. You know, Shang Shang Chi is Shang-Chi, being made. Yep. Right. You mm-hmm. know, we haven't seen anything from Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So there's all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff that they're going to be able to possibly. Oh, now, see, that's smart. If they show you some content from Disney Plus at the end of Endgame and they show you a snippet of an episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. See, because now I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, right. and then I'm going home and thinking, well, I'm going to need to get that. Of course. Yeah. Well, they knew they had our money anyway. Well, that that is an intelligent strategy on Marvel's part. I haven't seen Endgame a second time, so this will thrust me back toward the theater yep. to see it all over again. Marvel is not consistently making excellent announcements, however. Octavius, had you followed the Spider-Man countdown that began on Monday? Yes. Let's just get that one out of the way here. On Monday, mm-hmm. the Marvel Twitter account tweeted an image a drawing of the number four mm-hmm. in web. And immediately... The internet went off. Oh, yeah. We're like, Spider-Man is going to join the Fantastic Four again? Uh, is it going to be... Here's the potential one that I mm-hmm. heard that I mm-hmm. was excited about. Is this going to be a comic book adaptation of Sam Raimi's fourth planned Spider-Man movie? Hey! How dope would that be? Sam Raimi apparently was so upset over how Spider-Man 3 went down. I was upset too. We all were upset. That he want Yeah, that's right. Shots fired at New Goblin specifically. And do we have a bell button to get Topher Grace out of here? Like the chimes that made Venom go away? There it is. <laughs> that that works. So uh uh so there was potential that Sam Raimi was going to take the screenplay for Spider-Man 4, the fabled Spider-Man 4 screenplay, uh-huh. and adapt it into a comic. That would be dope. And that is not necessarily unprecedented because a comic that came out this past year was the screenplay, the original screenplay for Aliens 3. And Aliens 3, a similar debacle, did not go down in the movie like apparently the original script had it planned for. Mm -hmm. And so they made a comic book version so you could see what it was supposed to be like. That's pretty dope. So maybe it's that. Tuesday comes around. Wait up. Marvel tweets a three in Spiderweb. Oh, okay. Now, So so what is this now? It's a countdown. So we're doing a countdown. Wednesday comes around. 
a two in Spiderweb. Thursday, a one. Mm-hmm. And here mm-hmm. we are, right? That may, no, we did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we had the announcement, right? So the announcement. Drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, that's what I got for you. That's the only percussive thing that, we've that's got. That's all we have. Uh, it is J.J. Abrams and his son are writing a Spider-Man comic. I don't, I don't know. That's it. The tweet says, the secret's out. This September, J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams team up with artist Sarah Pacelli. That's dope. For a Spider-Man miniseries featuring a deadly new villain. So here's what I'm saying. Did you order that? I did not. I didn't order that. Did we do, we did a countdown for that? C.B. Sobolski was like, you guys are never going to believe it. Yeah, C.B., the the head of of Marvel Comics... Was was straight up saying people are never going to see this coming, right? And I I didn't see this coming, but it's because I didn't want this. Like I'm not upset about it, but I, this is definitely not hype worthy for me. And furthermore, who starts a countdown with four? I don't understand that. What is that? What are we missing? Details that are going to get filled in later. All of the Spider-Man characters are Man-Spider, the guy that's got four arms. Is that what we're doing? Is Goro in the book now? <laughs> Where are we at? Well, who starts a countdown at four? That is psychotic. Uh, that's crazy. Dang. Well, because... Is it, calling there the mental stability in the question? I am, because it doesn't make any sense. I, 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 I pray that this will be fleshed out and explained and contextualized, because right now, it doesn't make any sense. Am are I, you going to read it? I, I mean, I need to know a lot more about it. They have... 27 Spider-Man books on the rack right now. They do. Why would I pick this one up? Sarah Pacelli is great. JJ. So what? JJ. JJ's son, the son of JJ. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if Hank Abrams is on this book. I've never seen his <laughs> you work You don't care before. if Hank Aaron's on this book? I care if Hank Aaron. If they got Hank Aaron, I want to know about it. <laughs> What's Hank Aaron's talking How'd about? How'd you do that? Yeah. Is that how is that possible? That would be extremely impressive. Pull this off. But I, I just I'm not interested in, you know, JJ Abrams got his son a job interview. And it's a Spider-Man book. I don't know, man. I'm just... J.J. Abrams as the director of a film? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I want to see that. J.J. Abrams writing a script for a book with his son? Good for them. Good for them. A win for the family. But a countdown from four? Y'all need to explain yourself. (laughs) I want answers right now. I want answers. Yeah. So I'll be writing in the Marvel every week. Right. Check the letters column. Check the letters, Colin. Under the and you're also going to be they're going to add that to the letters you're already writing about mm-hmm. your request to write a man thing book. TJ Money is writing in. I had to change it from JT. T, I got it was a whole lawsuit thing. Mm. TJ Money, my brother is TJ Max. This summer, I'm writing a Spider Man book. Adam TJ Money, <laughs> Infinite Body Roll. That yeah, <laughs> Spider Man, Infinite Body Roll. <laughs> Spider-Man Infinite Body Roll is nuts. That was the name of Sam Raimi's fourth film. <laughs> Spider-Man 4 Infinite Body Roll. We figured we figured Damn. it out. I just given them what the people want. Oh that's my all. gosh. Yeah. So I'm just I'm perplexed. I don't understand. Uh more Marvel stuff. What is this? What's the situation going on that we since we're talking about in-game mm-hmm. a moment ago? You were telling me before we started recording about um about what Kevin Feige was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, Kevin Feige had to make some comments about the film and about some people's reactions of the film. And let's take it back to the film itself. Do you remember a scene in Endgame in which 
Captain America, Steve Rogers, I should say, mm -hmm. is uh, uh, facilitating a uh, what would you call this? Like a like a rehab a, circle, a trauma. Yeah, group. kind of like a some sort of support group. A support group, yeah. And there's a gentleman in the in that scene telling a story about being out on a date with another gentleman and uh, how he cried before the salad came out, and his his date cried before the dessert. Right. And uh, you know, it's a it's a, a sad tale. And uh, Steve Rogers is there for him, and he's like, "We ju we just got to push on. It's okay. It's all right. We got to keep going, right?" So, you may or may not realize this. Mm -hmm. I learned this. This was that character, that grieving character in the uh, uh, support group, right? Was the first openly gay character in any Marvel movie ever. Mm -hmm. So that's notable for the fact that it's the first, right? Right. Um, and some fans are not really pleased about that. Uh, in the same way that it had taken a very long for Marvel to make a female-led superhero movie, mm -hmm. uh, it had taken them even longer to have a gay character in it, period. And um, some some fans, probably specifically LGBTQ fans and allies, were not really pleased with the way that it was just kind of there and lackluster hmm. and then out of there. And um, Kevin Feige was, I think, commenting on that 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 grievance that people were not pleased with. And he said, look, uh, honestly, th this was, he was not supposed to be a big deal. wasn't supposed to be a big character. I didn't think there would be a whole lot of conversation around him. Right. We wanted to put him in there as sort of just a part of life. Like matter of fact, this is a fact of reality. And mm -hmm. this is a, par a person who is in reality. And uh, some people were not pleased with Kevin Feige saying like, it wasn't supposed to be a big deal. And it seems like a little bit of a, uh, well, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You kind of put yourself in this situation. What do you think of that? What do you think of this whole thing? Um, I think about it. <clears throat> when I hear that, I can imagine that there's expectations. Mm -hmm. I hear like a desire for a more fleshed out queer character. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I think of when I hear that. When I hear, you guys just kind of passed by it. And if you feel unrepresented and un unseen and un and un like there's no one on the screen that represents you, the one time where it happens and it's kind of a throwaway thing or mm -hmm. kind of like a just in passing thing, I can imagine how that would leave you wanting, leave you kind of like unfulfilled. Like, I want more than that. Mm -hmm. And that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like we want more than that. Like, yeah, cool, but... Give give me more. You've got twenty two movies. Lord knows how many hours of movies that that are, that there are out there, and this is the only queer character to speak of. Mm -hmm. And it's a in passing. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I want more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now this is also not my community, so I'd be really curious to hear more from from that community as to what exactly they think. But if I can try to like sympathize and kind of go, how would I feel? I'd be like, cool. But the point of what I'm saying is I want more. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. And I, I think that's sort of the crux of the thing, right? I think having a, a queer character in the movie and it not being focused on it's, it's a double-edged sword here, right? Mm -hmm. Because Having it, having that character just be a part of the cast, and this is a reflection of reality, is correct. This is truthful. This is a reflection of reality. Good. Um, having this be the first time in any of the movies that we've ever had any gay character 
at all, period, is just straight up disappointing because it's, well, that's that's notable. It's mm-hmm. taken a long time mm-hmm. to reflect reality, apparently. Right. right? So um, so it is it's it's understandable that people would be, like you said, would feel wanting. And I, I guess it's it's going to be difficult for them to do a little bit of judo here and explain how it wasn't supposed to be a big deal, it was just supposed to be a fact of life, cool. But also, uh, you know, they have gay characters coming, but they're they're not they're very vague about that. It's very cagey. Mm-hmm. It's not explicit. So it's not like they can promise anything in particular because their whole thing is they don't want to tell you what the movie is until the movie is out and the, the trailers right. are out and the right. whole line. It's, I would understand that frustration. I do understand that frustration. It's, uh, it's kind of a weird thing like to, to wave it off and saying it wasn't supposed to be a big deal. Because on one hand, it also s- sort of downplays the fact that people are making it a big deal, which I, I understand why Folks were let down. I also understand the point because sometimes part of being represented is it's kind of what Jordan Peele does. Jordan Peele shows you black people and they go, he doesn't go, oh, they came from slavery and Mm -hmm. uh, they got shot in the middle of the street. Like this, he doesn't do that. He just goes, they have a family dynamic. They have a family. They go on summer vacation. Yeah. That's just what's going buy, on. He, you know? Dad buys a boat and people like groan at his jokes. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy. It's a family. You know, it's not like this is a movie about black people. Mm-hmm. It's black. Mm-hmm. Part of what is interesting about that is like he doesn't even go into when we're talking about the movie us, he doesn't even go into the financial dynamics of, well, honey, you know, we had to work really hard to go on vacation mm-hmm. because he just bought a boat. Mm-hmm. What? Where does he work? They just got to vacate. Like, what kind of lifestyle do they have? Yeah. It's matter of fact. Yeah. It's not a big deal on purpose. Uh-huh. Because, believe it or not, there are black people who can just buy boats. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so, that when I'm trying to set, like get it, I go, oh, that's what you're trying to go for. You tried to just present it and not go, gay guy. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Everybody, hey, you guys see the gay guy we put in? Yeah. We, we made a gay, you know, they're intentionally not doing that. Because it's like, this is normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's nothing to talk about here. There's nothing to announce if that's the angle you're trying, if that's the artistic license you take in this shot, in this scene, in this dialogue. I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is just what I chose to do. Yeah. You know, and I didn't want to make a big deal about it because gay people are everywhere. Sure, sure. Queer people are everywhere. This isn't some sort of special announcement we have to make. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the intent. And that's just it. It's it's tricky business, right? I mean, the the reason that this is tricky is because they haven't had these characters as main characters yet. Right. So they've painted themselves into a corner. Yes. Where they gotta own that. and, And they have to own that. And that's the bottom line. They have to own that. And so the sort of thing that I would like to hear from the likes of Kevin Feige is, yeah, you're right. Did you just say Feige? Feige Feige? <laughs> Am I pronouncing it wrong? Fahey? I don't know. Fahey? I just took notice of the fact. I've always said Fahey. Your pronunciation. Yeah? Fahey. Your pronunciation. Coming soon. Brought Kevin Fahey, infinite buyer. <laughs> I don't Next know. I'm up just on the docket for I, Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got Kevin Fahey coming on out. Kevin, now... If you wouldn't mind, tell me what we've got next on the docket. 
Is that me and my fighting? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we haven't been shy. I'm reading a quote. We, we haven't been shy about saying that that's coming and uh-huh. that there's much more prominent LGBT heroes in the future. Kevin, we, we, we hear from some of the people out there. They're saying that while it's one thing to have one queer person in the movie, why not pay more attention to them? Do you did, have anything to say about that? Did you know that was one of the Russos? Did you know that? Are you distracted? <laughs> Are you distracted? I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's my time, folks. I got to get out of here. The kind of thing that I would want to hear from him is is ownership of that. You know what? We we haven't done justice, and we're excited to yeah, maybe deliver. That, I think that I think that, that might have been the opportunity yeah. to kind of like, like empathize and connect and go, oh. Because I think that's what happens a lot of times. Mm-hmm. People go, hey, this is a really white company. Mm-hmm. Well, we hired we hired Kyrie. Kyrie, come out here. Yeah. Kyrie. Hey, Ka- Carla, uh, tell Kyrie to come out. Yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie. Uh, this is Kyrie. He's black. It's like, g- congratulations. Yep. For the one black guy you hired. Yep. However, that does not address what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then it of- becomes a scene from what was the movie uh, with uh, Lakeith Stanfield? And, oh, uh, um, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother. Then it becomes a scene from "Sorry to Bother You," where they put him in the party, and everybody's looking at him and starts oh going, "Rash, rap, that, rap, scene. that, that scene is." Oh, I imagine is that goodness. feeling of we have we have uh, one black employee. Come, we have wait, a, come out here. Listen, did you guys see the gay that we put in the uh, <laughs> exactly. MCU? Exactly. So I think maybe the missed moment is like, okay. hey, hey, man, listen, you didn't say this, but or you did say this, but. We haven't done a good job of representing this community. Yeah. And we acknowledge that. And we see that as an opportunity for us and something we just haven't done. And looking back over 22 years, when you conclude something with Endgame, you take a moment to really look back on the things you've done right and the opportunities you have to change things. And this is one of the things that we see and we go, you're right. Mm-hmm. We hear what you're saying. We 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 didn't do this well. Mm-hmm. We completely didn't do this well, and I understand where you're coming from. This mm-hmm. one circumstance is not enough. We should have done this a long time ago, and we didn't. Yeah. And we're going to take ownership of that, and we do have plans to fix that. But that doesn't excuse our plans for the future does not ex- does not affect our past. Mm-hmm. This is an area. This is a blemish on our record. We didn't do this, mm-hmm. and we're sorry. Agreed. That's not what he said, but that's me freestyling. You know what I mean? Thank you for joining us on the podcast, Fantasy Apology. Where Octavius A. Newman and Adam Tedris create I almost spit my water fantasy apologies. Unrealistic, <laughs> thoughtful, admirable apologies. Wow. And insert that those been bad for all the technology in here. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to it. I would listen to it. Somebody says, like, you remember that one time when Kanye said slavery was a choice? Let's just see if we can create a real valid apology. Real quick. Since you mentioned Kanye, have you watched Sugar oh, and Toys? Oh, I shouldn't have done it. I summoned him. Have you watched Sugar and Toys? I have not yet. But I know that you've been banging this drum. What is Sugar and Toys? Adam. Advertise them on this show. Sugar and Toys is a hilarious TV show that comes on the Fuse Network. But you can watch episodes one and two mm-hmm. on YouTube by the writers of The Boondocks. Into it. The writers of Laser Wolf. Don't know the, it. The writers of Black Dynamite. Okay. Yeah. Writers, producers, I don't know exactly. But the 
the create talk this, show sketch. What is it? It is this kind of like mixture of like sketch. It's like a sketch show. Uh-huh. Like imagine in Living Color or Mad TV, mm-hmm. but there's animation. Okay, yeah. So they have this one consistent like. In Living Color or Mad TV or Saturday Night Live type skit mm-hmm. that goes through. The, there's this one narrative that goes through the whole show, mm-hmm. but that's only like a couple minutes of the whole thirty minute show. The majority of it is these just like joke cartoons. Yeah, like you, they had this one thing of Kanye, and they have these. I'm not. Oh, I was about to spoil it. You, you, all right. You're you're gonna have to send me the link. I sent you the link. Oh, you, you! I sent you both links. In fairness, in the uh, the chat when it populates, we we have a chat. It's it's me, Octavius, and our our friend Simba Sparks. And who was that for? I don't know. And we uh, <laughs> and all day long. This is great. I'm glad that we're bringing this up right now. All day long, you know, we're just bullshitting. We're sending each other links, music that we're listening to. You know, the the who counts down from four. You know, right. whatever news, right, whatever right. we want to share. This is where we share. It's like a private Twitter timeline mm-hmm. with people you know are not racist. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> and and it's I love it. I love it. But oh it's also gosh. it makes for like. Honest to God, some of the most random ass yeah. stuff Very true. ever. And so sometimes true. I'll be I'll be at work. You know, who knows what I'm actually up to right now? <laughs> Here we go. I got one right now. And it's a video Migos stripper bowl. And well, I ain't put that in there. No, I know you let, didn't put let that let in the record there. show. So we're having conversations about Lord knows what, about this Spider-Man comic coming up and whether or not we're excited for it. And it's just this random stuff. And out of nowhere, my man Simba Sparks just says, Danny Trejo is 75. <laughs> no one asked. <laughs> And don't say nothing else. And no, nothing else. There was no context. No, nothing. There was no that. anything. Danny Trejo, 75. And we just carry on. And we just continue on. So when you sent that, forgive me. I did ignore that only because it might have been inopportune. You thought it was Danny Trejo, 75 <laughs> Yo, level of uh, text. The, the next time something real random comes through that channel, I will respond. Danny Trejo, 75. That's what I'm going to say. Simba. You heard me. I'm not clowning on you. I appreciate your style. Oh, man. I like it. It's absurdist, and I like it. You came out of nowhere with that information. Wow. I like it. That is hilarious. Speaking of coming out of nowhere, here's what I'm excited about this week. Marvel uh, has announced they have, or not Marvel, but uh, Funko. Mm. Funko Pops. They've got SDCC exclusive Mm -hmm. Funko Pops. I don't generally collect these toys. They're not my favorite toy. Yeah, but. However... This one, this one is different because now they got a Man-Thing Funko. Man-Thing. The Man-Thing. And it's been long enough. It's taken, how, what was the count? They've, they've had 383 Funko well, Pops th- before this, John? This is probably like um, in the Marvel Jones they put out, mm-hmm. this is 492. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the- Gamora uh, is 441. Gamora looks dope. Manting, yep. 492. Wong, 493. And, and Minerva from Captain Marvel. Yeah. But they got Manting. That's a jump. There must be some other Marvel joints that are out there. Manting looks, he looks right. He's kind of hunched over. He's he's a little more drippy than I would I would like him. What are you talking about? He looks about? less curious. What you mean? I like when he's got those curious eyes. He's got mean, angry less, eyes. He's too drippy. Yeah, he's very drippy. Too much sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Drip too hard? He is 
He's dripping too hard. Yeah. He's actually dripping too hard. He's he, he got a that water. muck monster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah, do yeah. you want? You want him to be dry coming out of a swamp? I'm, a, I'm in a Facebook group, Fans of Man Thing, right? It's called Fear the Man Thing. And we all have different ideas of what our ideal man thing looks like. I like one that's a little more mossy, right? I like him when he's a little more mossy. He's a little kind of, he kind of chonk to him. And he's got big, curious eyes. He likes watching what other people do. This one looks a little mean, a little drippy. I'm not mad about it. I'm grateful for what I've got. Anyway, however, you see, you see what happens. However, comma people ask for stuff. Yeah, you give them the stuff they ask for, and the first thing they do is they go. It's too much <laughs> drip, too hard. They, they just announced that this this man thing splits down the middle, and R.L. Stein is in the middle. There's oh, a tiny no. R.L. Stein inside. <laughs> the Russian doll. It's like a Russian doll. Speaking uh, of which, Russian doll season two got. Uh, thank God that um, that show was awesome. Yes. Uh, so this is a it, this is a, an exclusive, <clears throat> and that's why I'm a little bit frustrated because I'm not going to SDCC. You might be able to get a hold of it. I'll, I'll see if I can. It's going to go on Amazon. It's only going to be sold through Entertainment Earth, but you'll be able to get one. Ma, I got to call them up and see what I can do. Entertainment Earth. I I really want to call Entertainment Earth and have them say, "Sorry, we're sold out of this man thing paraphernalia. It's too hot out here. Too many people want this." Because then I will have actual. Uh, I'm I'm going to record the phone call too. Oh wow! I'm going to record the phone call. <laughs> I will play it on this show. This and it's either might be recorded. It's for, either uh, training. What is it? <laughs> yeah, Tra- training, training purposes. Training purposes. It's either going to be me getting a man thing Funko Pop and being, you know, very joyful, or it's going to be a real human being telling me that there's too much demand for this man thing Funko Pop, in which I can share that with the world and say, see. I'm not the only one. Fan things are out there. It's not just me. I don't know. Nobody doubts that there are fan things out there. <laughs> oh, I'm not so sure that nobody doubts. Well, <clears throat> you know, I got 600 some members in that Facebook group. Really? The man thing. Really? Yeah. And lately there's been a lot of people joining so much so that we just had to decide if it's appropriate to ask questions of people before they join, before they're accepted. <laughs> so we got to ask them stuff about man thing and their fandom. It's just one question. Swamp thing or man thing? <laughs> yes, yeah. Swamp like, thing. You're out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, it's the the uh, eject seat from the Batmobile just springs them right out. Wow. Yeah. That is rude. It is. It is because it's instant death. No one can come down from that height safely. I know. It's That's weird. how y'all treating people. Uh, well, you know, it's it should be easy. It's a 50-50. Uh, one other little, little quick uh, Marvel thing. You know they've been trying to get Keanu Reeves in Marvel <laughs> movies forever? <laughs> Kevin Feige's like, yeah. this boy won't get in a movie. We I didn't read that until recently, but apparently that is the case. Yeah. He's like, we are trying to get Keanu Reeves to do something. We, he's like, we talk to him about like everything. <laughs> Every time we do something, we're like, you trying to be Black Panther? And he's like, no. Yeah. I'm thinking, no. I'm No, I'm thinking I'm out of the Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Who would he play? That's the question. Uh, well, first of all, Jason Momoa said that he wants to play, he would love to play Wolverine. Someone asked, hey, if you could play a Marvel character, who would you want to play? And he says Wolverine. Hmm. That's number one. So that's just a little internet trivia out there for you folks. I think you should troll uh, DC and be Namor. (laughs) (laughs) Have him go from Aquaman to Namor. There's no way. Why not? I I just don't see... He should be Kazar. Yeah, yeah, I don't see Marvel hiring... Jason uh, Jason Momoa I was mm-hmm. going to say Jason Statham Jason Momoa to play 
anything big while he's still Aquaman. Yeah. Because that's just like, they, they'd probably want him to focus, because it's going to be odd. It's going to be confusing. Like, mm-hmm. well, which one are you? Are you Aquaman or are you freaking Sabretooth? Dual citizen. Right, right. He looks more like a saber tooth to me. He does look like a saber tooth. Yeah. I think he could pull that off. I don't know about a Wolverine. I'm not so sure on that. Maybe that like real feral Wolverine, you know, the one that's like real animal like, mm-hmm. not Hugh Jackman style, hunched over and hairy and got the long mane kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure about Wolverine though. I, w- I do want to know who does Keanu Reeves play in the MCU? <sighs> Dr. Doom? Whoa, Dr. Doom. You went straight for the jugular. Just threw it out there. First thing came to mind. Yeah? Hmm. You never see his face. All you do is hear him talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> nah, probably not. You're going to want to see Keanu Reeves' face. You're not going to cover it with metal and like just destroy his face. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know. Ken said something the other day that I agree with. Uh, I could see him as Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight has sort of a, a cool but erratic personality. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of out there, man. He's just kind of spaced. He's got multiple personalities inside of himself. Mm-hmm. I, I could see Keanu Reeves in that role as Mark Spector, the Moon Knight. I could see it. That could happen. Yeah. Or you can make him um, Adam um, Adam Warlock. Uh, they have to have someone for Adam Warlock now. I would assume so. I'm right? just throwing, I'm just I'm shooting from half court. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I'm, I would love to see Keanu. Keanu is having a moment now again. He's all over the place. Yeah. Now he's getting his due. He's in video games. He's outstanding. He's breathtaking. So yeah, I would love <laughs> to see him join the MCU. That'd be great. Yeah. Um. One other thing, real quick. This is just little small stuff. Word on the internet streets is they're trying to bring X Men the animated series back. Oh. No? They shot Cyclops. <laughs> That's the first one they would shoot. That's the, they treat Cyclops terrible. You're annoying. They treat Scott. that dude terrible. Well, I mean, he's not necessarily a, a sweet dude. He's, he's kind of got some of it coming. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. Uh, I've been re-watching all of the X-Men movies. Uh, after. Uh, oh, Dark- really? Yes. I've mm. I've rewatched every single one. And most recent, I watched uh, Logan. And, Logan uh, is great. And let's just say I want to I want to clear this A plus movie. Yeah, I, w- I just want to say it and make it official. This is this is my official statement on the matter. Most, if not all, X Men movies are not very good. Yeah. However, Logan is an excellent movie. Period. In a completely different category, yes. all by itself. Yes. Uh, I will also say Once Upon a Deadpool. One of my favorite X-Men movies. Hilarious. It was very good. I think it's in, in, in some ways better than the regular Deadpool. I, I'm inclined to agree. Because they're forced to be funny, they're forced to be smarter yes. than just dick jokes. It's great. So mm-hmm. they can I, actually, it's actually funnier. It's great. I know we've discussed this, but I've been re-watching the movies. The first three X-Men movies hold up better than I expected them to. Okay. Partly because I love seeing Mystique and Rebecca Romaine is just so good as Mystique. And mm-hmm. she was great when she was a villain. She mm-hmm. was awesome when she was busting people's heads. She was terrific. X3, Last Stand, better than I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Up until the end. The ending, completely off the rails. That didn't work. But the movie, for the most part, was better than I remembered it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, first class, not as good as I remember. Really? Yeah. I feel like I need to go back and watch the first three again. Watching first class again, maybe it... Well, I'm um, saying the first three X-Men. Sure, sure. Watching first class, you know, I remember when I first watched it, I was so excited for a new take and they were younger and it was just... It was it was a very exciting time to see the the X Men get remixed like that. Uh, rewatching it most recently, it it didn't do it for me in the same way. So some good stuff in there, but it didn't do it for me in the same way. Days of Future Past, great. I enjoyed Days of Future Past, uh, Apocalypse, Trash Truck Juice, mm. Dark Phoenix. Ooh, uh-uh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I even watched X Men or uh, Wolverine Origins. That was not good. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, that was not good. That was a huge letdown. Mm-hmm. Especially being a big Wolverine fan. Yeah. You see that movie, you're like, man. And Deadpool. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. And I watched The Wolverine. That one was not as good as I remembered it, too. Wait, what's when the difference between Japan? The Wolverine? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. he fights Silver Samurai. Yeah. Not, that's a, a lot of talking. A surprising amount of just talking. Which was, you know, not really what a Wolverine movie's all about. Logan, however, comma, outstanding film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, I, w- I would gladly accept new X-Men cartoon into my life. Yep. Please. So let's uh, let's come around to this, this big topic we want to talk about. Yeah. So what's your man on the internet talking about? This, uh, this story came up, I think, last week. Is that right? Yes. And we knew we needed to file this one away because this was, as you have referred to it, this is a comic book Junto classic. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, what we have here is a conversation about a superhero that is beloved and uh, a, a potential disagreement about what is and is not important about that character. So here, I'll set the stage. Mm-hmm. There has long been conversation about whether or not Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is Jewish. Mm-hmm. And Dan Slott, a... a, a writer who has written Spider-Man comics for an extremely long time for Marvel, some really great ones and some not as great ones, uh, had said on Twitter that he does not go out there and say that Peter Parker is Jewish because he thinks saying that Peter Parker is Jewish would take the universal appeal of Spider-Man either away completely or it would dampen it. And what he thinks is the case is Spider-Man, as we've seen in Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man is a story about how anyone can wear the mask. And you see yourself, reader, in Spider-Man's shoes, in his mask, in his suit, in his circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so Dan Slott says, so, you know, what What I'm going with is I'm not saying that he's Jewish because if I say he's Jewish, then he's not universal. And he's not suddenly belonging to every culture and every mantra and every person. And the conversation came up about what that logic would imply. And a user on Twitter, a guy named John Joe Hughes, I'm sorry, replies and says, Ms. Marvel is Muslim. The argument from Dan Slott implies that because we know her religion, she is somehow, air quotes, less universal. This is potentially a really dangerous argument to make. And it's the kind of opinion that's formed when the media you work in has always reflected you. The insinuation there being the media you uh, make and work in and consume, it's all white people. It's all centered on white people, Christian white people. And uh, to say anything else is not that would be to say that those are deviations and not universal or not normal or common. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Dan Slott deleted those tweets. 
And I, I don't believe that Dan was trying to do anything truly incendiary. I, I don't think that he was trying to upset people or ruffle feathers, but I do think he, he made his opinion known and got a lot of feedback and flack for it and decided that it was not worth him defending his opinion. And he just got rid of all those tweets. So I can't read exactly what he said. The reason that I wanted to bring it to our show is because it, it kicked off an idea for me. What is and is not important about Spider-Man's identity or any superhero's identity? If you say that Spider-Man is Jewish, does that make him less universal or important or sacred to my, my other people? My answer to that is just no. Yeah? Well, yeah. How does this whole thing land on you? It's nonsense. Yeah. It's like a nonsense. It's it's a nonsense opinion. Which part not, is not, nonsense? Not, opi- not opinion, but it's just like, I just, it's, what am I trying to say? It's almost like a throw, it's almost like not even worth, what am I trying to say? You know how someone says something that's so wrong, you just kind of like, mm-hmm. just like, whatever. Like, sure. Shut up. You know what I mean? You just don't even, because it fundamentally is just so much nonsense that you're just like, yeah, this isn't even worth my time because I feel like I'm stepping down mm-hmm. to have a foolish conversation with someone, mm-hmm. and I don't suffer fools well. Mm. You know, so saying that Spider Man is Jewish would make him less universal. It's like, shut up! What mm-hmm. what are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. What is this like? Someone who doesn't understand something trying to act like they understand it. Mm. You know what I mean? You know how you say like gamers can recognize fakers mm-hmm. in to a certain extent. Like that's what that, that's what that came across as to me. Well, I never said that Spider-Man was Jewish because it would make him make him not, not Peter Parker's Jewish because it would make him less universal. And then you go from that topic to anyone can wear the mask. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's break down this conversation. Is Peter Parker Jewish? Well, I don't want to... Stop. I didn't ask you what you want to do. Is he or is he not? Well, I don't want to say. I'm not asking you about what you want to do. This is not about you. You've now made this about you. Yeah. No one is talking to you about if you are Jewish. I being a thing does not somehow make me less or more. It's what I am. Mm -hmm. And this mentality of I get to pick and choose whether someone is or isn't something comes from a whole position of the privilege to do or not do something. Mm. And some people just don't even don't even have access to that kind of privilege. Yeah. So it's kind of like a nonsense conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. Anyone can wear the mask. Sir, that's such foolishness because no one's even talking about wearing the mask yeah how do we even get there these seem to be very separate ideas it's it's someone wearing the mask and you somehow equating wearing the mask with religion is just like that's why i'm kind of like this is getting so like foolish and messy Mm -hmm. it's just like and he's and when I was looking at the tweets, he was standing so so hard in it. He was standing so like I'm the authority in this. Mm-hmm. Like I know what I'm talking about. And it just seemed like he was missing everything everybody was saying. And what they're saying is, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
I don't think that you are understanding what we are all saying to you. Yeah. And you're talking like you know more than everybody, mm-hmm. but you know the least of every. So everyone's, like I said, everyone's having this conversation that's like two stories above you, and you're down here on ground level going, but anyone can wear the mask. And everybody's up there looking down at you like, oh my God, this guy. Yeah. What did, like he doesn't even get it. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to believe that I can see his intention. And what he's saying is something that I agree with, which is, you know, Spider-Man is something that binds a lot of people together, no matter where you come from, race, color, creed, you know, like it is, it's a character and a set of ideas and stories that allow people to connect. I mean, look at us, right? Spider-Man did that for you and me. Yes. Quite literally. Yes. And uh, a different Spider-Man, but... Mm-hmm. That part's important too, right? And um, in fact, that part's very important. It wasn't exactly. Peter Parker that brought us together; it was Miles Morales, right? And and that that doesn't make Miles less significant or universal. That makes him very significant for the people who are drawn to him. Um, so I can understand the intent, but the problem is is not reckoning with the word usage and the phrases and the fact that these ideas don't line up and being loud and wrong. Yes, being loud and wrong and standing in it and refusing to listen is the thing that I, I was bothered by. So I did just discover this breaking news. He Dan Slott did delete those tweets. So unfortunately, when I read that that quote from Joe Hughes, I can't see what Joe Hughes was retweeting or responding to. Dan Slott, however, continued sulking, I should say, or kind of like kicking the dirt and saying, everybody's mad at me afterward, and tweeted a a gif of Peter Parker from, or Spider-Man from Spider-Verse crying in the shower, right? And Dan Slott writes, ever have one of those days where you make a couple posts basically saying that Spider-Man should be for everybody and it makes a lot of people mad? And then he continues and says, for half a century, there have been generations of kids who first meet Spider-Man as an icon, as a character that is just a mask, as a character who crosses all kinds of boundaries and connects on the people with people on multiple levels. And I like to think that that's a good thing. So again, I think he's like firmly planting his feet in this perspective, which what he's saying is if... If I say that Peter Parker has a religion, then suddenly that cuts him off from people. Can you send me that that you're talking about? Yeah, certainly can. And uh, I I think, again, this is just the problem that I have here is this logic isn't right. These characters can have faith, can have well-defined attributes, and continue being important, right? Hence, Kamala Khan. Hence, Miss Marvel. Hence, uh, any character who has, has, you know, these features, these character features that are, are really specific and unique to them. Mm-hmm. And they can continue being powerful and shared. And that's a good thing. And I, I just, I don't like that sheepish behavior to say like, ah, I'm not going to come out and say how I feel about this person's religion. Because well, I don't want to, I don't want to damp that. I just, I, I don't like that perspective. And I agree with what uh, Joe Hughes said as well. I think that's, I think that's a dangerous idea to put out there when you write for Marvel, when you create these stories. I think that's a dangerous idea to, to lead people down. So where's the part that you were reading? Because I want to get to that. Because I think, again, this is the part that I want to point out. here. Yeah, so I just sent you a tweet there. And that's uh, the one with the GIF in it. Uh, And this was the follow-up, which is uh, Dan Slott talking about how people discover Spider-Man the icon. 
Yeah, so let's just break this down. Ever have one of those days where you make a couple of posts basically saying that Spider-Man should be for everybody? Okay, so Spider-Man should be for everybody. No one is debating that, sir. Yes. Right. So let's just... No argument there. Let's let's just break this down so we can stop talking nonsense. What is Spider-Man Jewish? Spider-Man should be for everybody. Who Who... Who is bringing that into question? Mm-hmm. That is your own personal issue. Yeah. You feel like if he's Jewish, he's not. If Peter Parker is Jewish, he's not for everybody. That right there fundamentally is between you and whoever you live with, talk with, pray to, or don't. Like that's that's between you and Whatever. Mm -hmm. But you bringing that into this, and no one's talking about that. Mm -hmm. If Kamala Khan is, if if she's Muslim, she's not for everybody. That is a personal bias. Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's you. That's not us. Yeah. Well, she's not for everyone. Oh, so that's your, that's what you believe. Mm -hmm. So you got to go figure that out. Yeah. No, but that's not that's not what any you see what I'm saying? Let's be really clear about about the subtext here of what that's saying. Whether this is intentional or not, this is what this is conveying. It is saying that Peter Parker, the young white man, is for everybody. Peter Parker, the Jewish young white man, no, not for everybody. And that's something that you and no and that's that sounds like you have a problem. Let me just tell you what it sounds like to me. Sounds like you have some sort of thing with Jewish people. I think the problem here is specifically is that Dan Slott is effectively talking about Spider-Man as an icon. But that's not what and we're so, talking about. Right. And so what he he's having a conversation with himself, effectively, yes. about the suit, about the red, about the blue, about the webs, about the way that he moves, about the, you know, the, the image, the visual of the superhero, and not the human being underneath that has a lot of story associated but with that's, him. It, but those of us who read the comics, we're not reading. We're not reading a logo. Yeah, we're reading a person. Yeah, he doesn't have a, a menorah on his head. But, it's not like somebody is saying, "Oh yeah," you're like you know, he needs to he he needs to go around and always be cracking wise about Hanukkah. Like you you know, have, people are not saying that like he should be written differently. People are saying that he can continue being universally beloved, right? And Jewish. This is just a clear or not or not. This is just a clarification of because at the end of the day. It is a clarification of who Peter Parker is Mm -hmm. and how he sees things. Like Daredevil, we -hmm. know that Daredevil's faith or the struggle with it is a huge part of what makes Matt Murdock who he is. That's right. So it's not like Matt Murdock is not for me. Again, that's a Dan Slott issue. Yeah. That's not an us issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that bottle was empty. Yeah. It could have been bad. Could have been. For half a century... There have been generations of kids who first meet Spider-Man as an icon. Nobody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. As a character that is just a mask, nobody asked you about that. As a character who crosses all kinds of boundaries and connects with people on multiple levels. Again, sir, who asked you about all of that? Mm-hmm. And I like to think of that as a good thing. Who said that it is good or bad? Again, yeah. who, who are you having this conversation with? I just asked you, is he Jewish? Yeah. Answer of yes or no would be fine. Yeah. Or he's agnostic. Or he's, or in my opinion, he's, or when I write him, I write him as. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But this whole thing of like, 
religion doesn't exist to Spider-Man. It's like you're just, you're creating this world where, but what, like the whole concept of belief with great power must also come great responsibility. That is a large part of what makes Peter Parker who he is. Mm -hmm. It's what he believes, Mm -hmm. you know? So if we talk about faith and worldview and perspective, we all have one. Mm -hmm. We all believe things. So for you to pick this one particular set of beliefs, this one angle to look at things from and omit it from this person altogether because what I believe is it makes you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair to the character. Sure. I think you're not serving the character properly. Even if you were to say, I just, because as a writer, that's an area where I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I just choose not to write that into the stories. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he's saying. Yeah. Because I can sympathize with, the, oh, that's something that you're working through. Mm-hmm. And you don't even, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But to go, he doesn't have one. Yeah. Because lunch boxes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's nonsense. It's, it's twisted. It, it is. It, it's just it, it And that's why when it came to this conversation, I was just like Cuz if I was having a conversation with that guy and he kept going, but but stickers, I'd go, okay, I got to I got to get out of here. I'm not even going. Yeah. Cuz you know you don't you you don't get it and you don't and it seems like you want to be right more than you want to understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm not interested in having a conversation with someone whose the whole thing is like, I won. I, I kept the belt. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, if, sure. If you're, if you're going to put these ideas into a tweet and you're going to put them out into the world with your, uh, gosh, however many followers you have, your, your 85,000 followers and people who understand what your responsibility is as a storyteller, right? What, what your role is. As a storyteller, if you're going to put these ideas out there, you you have to understand on the internet in 2019, someone will respond to you. Mm-hmm. And if a dialogue starts up, if a discourse begins, even if it's somebody coming off uh, uh, the top rope at you with their idea, response to your idea, well, you've got to respond. You you got to you got to have a conversation here, right? This is what happens when you put yourself and your ideas out in public. But if, if you stand by the idea that, you know, you are going to say, no, this is a non-issue and I need to make sure that I preserve Spider-Man as an icon and as a universal icon. And it seems like what you're doing suddenly is only tweeting things and saying things, but not listening to anybody. And that's that's a problem for me. That is a problem. You must listen because you put it out there and you got 85,000 sets of ears and people paying attention to you. Many more. Those are only the people on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, slow down, listen, listen to what people are saying to you. Yes. Absorb it. Think about it. You are inclined, you are absolutely uh, privileged to say, I-, I see what you're saying, I disagree. You can go there, but y'all didn't go there. <laughs> you did, deleted them tweets. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's that's interesting. This whole thing's interesting. But again, whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, people are, al- people are allowed to have their process, they're allowed to have their opinion. And I don't have to like it and I don't have to agree with it. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? And that's part of what, you know, this whole geek culture philosophy thing is, is we get to break this stuff down and hold it up to the light and look at it from a different angle and go, uh, I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this is just, you know, one person's voice who has written the character. Many other people have written the character. Many many other people have had their ability to <clears throat> right. share their influences. What does Stan have to say? Hi, I'm Stan Lee. I think that Spider-Man, as far as being a young Jewish boy, it's completely possible. <laughs> It's complete. Well, what Stan Lee would say is a conversation we've had, uh, I think, a year or several years ago, in which he said, uh, whoever could do the role best, whoever's best for the role. Remember when he had yeah. that thing about MJ? He's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if she's black, as but, long as she can do the role. Well, Stan, <laughs> it does, they, they do matter. They're important. Right. Yeah. Stan Lee would probably just say, Whatever anybody says, I invented Spider-Man. <laughs> what about Steve Dick? Who's Steve Dicko? Does, is my check going to clear this <laughs> month? What about all those other characters who were created by, I'm the only one who's ever made any character. I'm Stanley. <laughs> Excelsior. You know what DC stands for? Stanley. <laughs> How is that even possible? I'm Stanley. <laughs> um, when I invented comic books... <laughs> Uh, OG Stanley. Has this ever been you? Have you ever been in a situation with Stanley? No matter what, <laughs> no matter what you asked him, he just kept saying, "I am Stanley." He kept trying to sell you a comic. Call book. me, Mike yeah. Bronzolino. I will make sure he never says I am Stanley. Now, again. Mike Bronzolino, I want to know his 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 background. I want to know where he comes from. You're asking too many questions, pal. No. All right, don't worry about me. I'm here to take care myself. of you. I got, I got you under control. What do you mean, take it. care of me? No, don't worry about what I mean when I say care. You don't want to know. You want to find out what's going on. You're asking. All right, wait, Paul, get me out of here. All right, I'm trying to come over right. and help these people out on this podcast. You can give me all these problems. Paulie walks over and picks up Mike Bronzolino. <laughs> what you do not know, because this is a radio program, is Mike Bronzolino is three foot eleven, very small, <laughs> a big bite, big bark. Oh man, small. It's it's hilarious to think that. Mike Bronzolino was created on this podcast last episode, and now we've just added the fact that Mike Bronzolino is three feet tall. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Paulie, come over here. Take me out of here. In my mind, a, a big man, kind of like Tweedledee-looking guy, Paulie, comes over and lifts him up and just takes him out of there. Is it kind of like, not Toy Man, what's the character? Uh, Scarface. Scarface. Yes, Scarface. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm seeing that. I'm wow. seeing that. That's, That's Scarface. Well, it's been a long time since we've had a character on Comic Book Junto. Man Man, I don't know where he is, if he's off planet hey, right now. If, hey. if somehow he stumbled into the Ultimate I, Universe. I don't know. Ultimate Man Man, maybe he's got to come back. <laughs> Ultimate Man Man? Yeah. One Punch Man Man. One Punch Man Man, yeah. Let's look at this trailer and get out of here. That's right. All right, so internet, we're going to watch the trailer for Dr. Sleep. Chill. Hold on, internet. All right, so I am on Warner Brothers Pictures, mm -hmm. okay, on the YouTubes, and I have queued up Dr. Sleep official teaser trailer. I have not seen this, and for once, Adam has not seen this. I have this. not. Dr. Sleep, I do know, is the sequel to The Shining, and uh, this book, I think, I swear, was released in 2016, which means the turnaround from book to movie that is fast. That is very fast. So that's what I know. That is all I know about Dr. Sleep. All right. So internet, cue up your- Who's uh, making this movie? Warner Brothers. Do we know like director attached to it? I, or I have, you know, I have intentionally not looked at this. So I don't know any of that information. All right. So J.J. Abrams and his son, Henry Abrams, present 
Dr. Sleep. And me, Stan Lee. <laughs> I created... Anyway. Um, all right, so here we go. I'm going to count down three, two, one, hit play. Everybody ready? Three, two, one, play. Are we at a wall? You know, a nice little happy face. Hello. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. Who's this? Who am I looking at? Some bull. Mm. No. Morning. No. Ewan McGregor? Now, this is the son. Is he writing this to himself? This is the son of Jack Torrance. Oh, gosh. So if you remember The Shining. Yes. Oh, this is the bull who, like, the mm -hmm. come and play with us? Uh-huh. Mm. And he's got a little friend in his, what, pinky finger? Oh, oh we got the Rev Rom. No. And they're, they're clearly a fan of the band Corn. They got that backwards R. Just talk to the kid. Who's this kid? Based on the Stephen King best-selling novel. You're magic. Like me. That's right, a magic mic. I need you to listen to me. Okay. The world's a hungry place. A dark place. What is going on here? Who's that? Hi there. You just had some banaka? I only met two or three people like us. Oh, with The Shining? They died. When I was a kid, oh. I bumped into these things. It's Danny. Oh. Young Danny. They're back in the hotel. Oh, no. Get out of there. I don't know about magic. I, I always called it The Shining. Oh, okay. We're going back. It's November. Okay, Spike Lee shot. What is that? Hmm. Hmm. I don't like that little string that... <clears throat> of course you don't. Shining, 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 shining. This seems kind of fun. Oh, more of the red oh, rum. That's the door. Oh, with the axe. Ooh, okay. I like that. That's cool. November 8th. A Mike Flanagan film. Oh, my man Scott Lumpkins in that? Scott Blumpkins in here? I'll say that. Don't be saying that. I don't even know what that word means. That's all right. Don't look it up, though. <laughs> don't look it up. Um, well, The Shining is an extremely unique cinematic experience. Yes. We're talking Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Like stories surrounding the making of that film and the way that Kubrick tortured, I was mm -hmm. going to say almost, but no, mm -hmm. just tortured the people who he made that film with to get exactly what he wanted. Now, what Dr. Sleep looks like, it looks like a pretty standard horror movie, right? So- the thing that's interesting about this trailer is mm -hmm. they didn't show me anything. No. The only thing they showed me was references to Shining mm -hmm. and some kind of weird stuff. So I'm not left particularly enthused. Yeah. But I also haven't seen anything. Uh-huh. So 
it's a pretty bare palette there. Yeah. I don't have much to go on. The, the trailer could have been, do you remember The Shining? More of it this November. November 8th. All right. Uh, the Shine. The, the, the cast the looks good. Again. Uh, I want to see what Fl- Mike Flanagan has done in the past. Maybe mm-hmm. some works that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the name. Um, I do know that we have a few movies coming up next week. We are going to see uh, a few press screenings that you know we're going to have to speak about. Yes. On Monday. Oh! Midsummer. Oh! We can just say Midsummer, right? Midsummer. I'm going to just go ahead and say that. Yeah. I'm bringing my hoodie. I'm bringing my blankie. Adam's bringing a blankie. And my mom. We, got, we, we get a plus one to one of these. I'm going to say, hey, Mom, I need you to go with me to this thing. Tell you nothing about it. Ari Aster, right? Yeah, yeah. She's there. She's the, bringing the raisinets. The last, His and hers. <laughs> the last movie that Ari Aster made was called Hereditary. Hereditary. I almost walked out of that movie on three separate occasions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Hereditary is intense, and it was an excellent film, um, and a very, very terrifying, intense film. And well made. It was it, it, like I like I said on the episode. I went home. I prayed mm-hmm. over my entire family. Mm-hmm. I prayed to Jesus. Yeah, seriously. I sure, was like, Lord, keep me from all of this here. Yeah, yeah. But since then, you know, you know, Jesus, I pray to you, please make sure that this movie is certified rotten so it cannot be spread into the homes of millions of people. I mean, Hereditary was really good. It was very good. And Ari Aster. And That's from, the devil's greatest trick. That, <laughs> cool movies. <laughs> That's the devil's greatest trick. He's like, hey, want to see a cool movie? Check this out. <laughs> Next thing you know. You know what else he made? Batman versus Team NT. He just makes cool movies, and it's like, oh, you got me again, you son of a so, squirrely. So Midsummer is next. That's right, on Monday. And uh, and then we're going to be going far from home. Yes. Uh, we're going to be catching the new Spider-Man, uh, and that is uh, midweek next week. I don't know when the embargo is up on that, hopefully soon. Hopefully they have faith in that one. So we'll probably have a, a few one-shots coming your way potentially in between this episode and our next regularly scheduled episode 111. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good things coming down the line. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of good things. For Toy you. Story 4 as well. I do need to see that. Haven't seen it yet. I think that comes out officially tonight. on Friday, tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard some things. I've heard uh, a few reactions. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've got issues. A, I got a friend who works at Pixar, so I got to go rep him. My man, Dave Lally. I pretend like we have a very close friendship every time a Pixar movie comes out and say, yo, let me text my man Dave. Oh, he must have deleted my number. He's like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's a... Uh, Dave, it's cool. We're tight. JT Money. Hey, call in. Call into the show right now. Prove that we're tight. Go ahead. I'll wait. Come on, Dave. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? I forgot what it was. Um. Anyway, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's episode one ten. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on the internet at Octavius A. Newman at Adam Tedris at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what your thoughts are on all of the various things that we discussed, and we'll see you guys next time. Got anything before we go out of here? Don't you ever stop that infinite body roll. <laughs> <laughs> whatever developer did that, I need to have a word. A high have, five. No. What is it? 
in a cost? <laughs> How, what are you doing? <laughs> what? Like, why would you? How do you it? sleep at night? <laughs> like, you see this and you're like, this is what we need. Yeah. You know what we should have her do? Just the <laughs> <just> slight twerk <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Go get it, America Chavez. Right. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Oh, oh, oh.